today, Roxy Soxy. <gasps> and howdy, Miss Tamman. How are you doing? I want you to do an Australian accent. I want you to say, can you go throw, not that anyone says this, can okay. you just say throw shrimp on the barbie like that for me? Can you do that? I could do that, doll. Uh, throw shrimp on the barbie and then I'm going to chase it down with a Foster's lager. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Do you know there's this new thing that people say here? It's probably not mm. new, but I haven't been in Australia for a while. They call you old mate. They go, "Hey, is that old mate?" Which is kind of like, it's kind of like what I would say to you. Yeah. Like if you're like, "Ah, Roxy's coming. She's my old mate." <laughs> I don't even know what it means. It's kind of like derogatory, but also like kind of saying something nice about someone like you've known them for so long. But ah, they're your ball and chain. You know, like you know, they're your old mate. <laughs> and so, not to be confused with old maid. Correct. No, no, I'm not, never call you an old maid, but okay. I would call you an old mate. An old and there's mate. another one that, that mm. you would hate. It's like, so, so ask me a question. I'm going to say yes. And then okay. I'm going to say no. So ask me a question. Okay. It could be anything, any question, anything. Ask me any question. Are you wearing any underwear right now? Yeah, no. <laughs> so that which means one is no. it? <laughs> okay. okay. No, no. That means no. Yeah, no is no. <sighs> ask me another question. Okay. Uh... Are you going to have sex with your husband tonight? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what everyone does. You always put like the opposite before the thing that you're saying. So no, yeah. And yeah, no. Just to confuse everybody a little bit? No, because we're just, it's... we're in the middle of nowhere on a floating <laughs> island, like so far away from anything. So we've kind of just lost our minds a little bit, I think. I don't know. I don't know, Roxy, but I will beat you in like two and a half weeks. I mean, so I'm excited. So excited. It's time for a little Los Angeles good time, know. you know? But I, I do come here because, and I say this to my husband, it's not really why I come here, but like, you know, I've grown up on TV. I've been 25 years. I've been in the business. I grew up here. I was on covers of magazines. I did the face of Pepsi and L'Oreal and all that stuff. So I come here just so like I can remind myself that I am important. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, people do give a shit. Like when you walk in, they go, oh, is that Tamman? I'm like, okay, phew. I phew, I'm still relevant. I'm not a husband just yet. And then I can go back to LA and feel like, oh my God, I've like not achieved what I want to achieve. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a nice little, you know, you kind of go. Nice. You're just yeah. like, oh, people care. Mm -hmm. People care. Yeah. You're like big fish in a small pond there, right? Like exactly. It's like, you get the attention, yeah. which is nice. You yeah. know, I know LA is a thing. LA is so like testy and very like fickle oh. and, you know, it's like. It's every... complicated. Right. It's complicated. It's a complicated it relationship. I go back and mm -hmm. I go. I love this, but then I also go, my mental health is not good Yeah, <laughs> You take a little break, a little mental health break and come back and then throw yourself in the fire again. I don't know. We'll talk to our next guest about this because like, mm. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm in my thirties. And mm. as I get into my later thirties, I'm going to hold on to saying I'm in my thirties for as long as I can. As I get into my later thirties, I mm. have this feeling of like, I haven't achieved what I thought I was going to achieve in my life at the age that I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, I don't know why. And I think ageism is different as we get older now and, and where we are in, in, in the world, but I mm -hmm. still feel like it exists. And I feel like as I get older, it's like, do I have any more time? Like, have I succeeded? Um, what even is success? Cause I actually think that I've done nothing with my life. Like, it's <laughs> so weird. My therapist is like, what are you talking about? And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I haven't even started. Like, it's just weird, you know? So let's talk to our next guest about it and see what he says. Cause mm -hmm. he's in Los Angeles. 
in a sound booth, or at least it looks like one. Um, who do we have on today, Roxy Soxy? Well, we are so excited to chat with our next guest because we have actually already been on his podcast. We were his Mother's Day episode, which was so lovely. We got to chat with him about all these great different things, and um, we, we knew we had to have him on ours, too. So we're so excited to welcome him. He's a stylist. He's a podcaster. He's like a social media, like dynamo. He's all over everything. And, and we just, really like him. Yeah. We really like him. I don't like, know if I, he likes us, but we really like him. <laughs> we really like him. We want him to be like in our crew. Like he's one of our, I don't know. Like I don't think he guys. wants to be in our crew. I don't think he wants to, but we at least got him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I we'll, want to be. We'll, we'll have to see, but without further ado, and I love his name because it sounds so regal. Let's welcome Lovan Rums. Wow. And you said it right. I did. Yeah, most people butcher it. Ninety-five percent of people definitely butcher the bon of room. Oh, yeah, bon oh, really? bon, oh. I get a lot of things, and so yeah, low short for Lorenzo, Lorenzo uh, Bon Room. So happy to be here. Yeah, with she still you. fucks up my name, so I don't know. It's been <laughs> ten years of friendship, and she's like, same, 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 and same. Yeah, yeah she's names so are hard. Well, thank names you for hard. being here. Yeah, we're so, so excited to have you. And we're so you're in LA. We have one in LA, one yes. in Australia. Okay, and I'm in LA as well. But we'll yes. all be reunited very soon, which will be amazing. Yes. How is Los Angeles? Is it because of the strikes? For anyone who doesn't know, that having a SAG strike, an actor strike, and a writer strike, which means LA is pretty. Is it pretty dead? Is it is there a vibe going on right now? Like what when you know, uh, definitely an unemployment vibe? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I can't uh, pay my my bills vibe. Can't pay my rent vibe. <laughs> yes, uh, there is definitely a vibe. Uh, LA is still bustling and super busy, and I mean, there's still a lot going on here. But yeah, the strikes definitely have impacted my industry over on the styling front because I had all these press junkets and events and so many things lined up for my clients who are promoting their movies. TV shows, whatever they had. And now with the strike, I mean, I don't think some people know about it. Some people don't actually. And so with the strike under the parameters of being a SAG member, you can't do promotion for your movies, projects, anything to do with the work that you've done in a studio. So when it comes to styling people or hair, makeup people or doing anything like that, uh, it ain't happening. And so all of that was canceled, which kind of nice though, kind of feels like the pandemic minus mm -hmm. I know. I said, do you think people mm -hmm. like this to my husband? He's like, yeah, they like it for a certain period of time. But when yeah. you don't know well, I can pay my what the end goal until, is, it's like yeah. at some point it's like, and who's going to help everyone? Like is, is LA giving any tax breaks? Is is SAG going to say you, do, you you still qualify for healthcare even though you haven't been working for X amount of time? Mm. Like are, are you guys going to get any help? Do you, have you seen that? Are you guys going to get any, any kickbacks at all or no? Yeah. Oh, and I see it happening, by the way, not only with actors, but mm -hmm. there's this big strike going on with mi gente, my people, all the um, people outside of the hotels, cleaning crews, mm -hmm. they have all the signs up, the custodial services, maintenance crews. Oh, they're protesting all up and down sunset. Then you got the writer's mm -hmm. strike happening, actors. So there's a lot of protests happening. Hopefully there can be some change that comes along with it. That's what we hope for. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's a really weird time. But also, mm -hmm. um, I'm enjoying the break until I'm not going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank goodness you have yeah. a podcast, I will, right? I have I mean, a podcast, and right? so thank God for the podcast. Oh, I've been bringing mm -hmm. myself into the podcast. That's sustainable. But now that I have three puppies right now, I might have to like dip into OnlyFans, share you know some butthole videos. <laughs> 
Get the dick out for her yeah. OnlyFans. Wait, I have a question. <laughs> if you guys did OnlyFans, how far would you would Ooh. you push it? Like, okay, so this is when this is when I wish I wasn't known in, in film and TV because I'd Wait, be like, why? That would known. give you the advantage. I know, but then like then everyone then I'm kind of stuck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think mm -hmm. I'm gonna do like an art like Oscar awarding film if everyone's seen like you know yeah my hoochie hoochie. Um, but like, how far and and. How far would you go if you're on OnlyFans? Would you like do the full frontal? Would you just show like a little bit of like T and A? Would you show a little nip? Like, come on, rocks. What would you do? I know exactly what I would do because I actually am envious of this girl whose story <laughs> I read. You're on OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> she sleeps on her OnlyFans at night in her bed oh, yeah. and makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Just letting people be able to watch, watch her sleep. sleep. Just watch her sleep. I'm like, I could do that. Yes. I, yes. Was, yes. I like that approach. They're, they're watching you sleep and they're like, they're thinking horrible. I mean, who cares? They're okay. probably <laughs> doing things on the other side of oh, the Oh, the weirdos jacking off watching her sleep. <laughs> I mean, I'm there not. are worse ways to make money. Uh, that's all I'm saying. And, <laughs> and I like that you picked a very niche market. You're into them right? specifically watching people sleep. Yes, and no. I also love sleep. I mean, I love to sleep. Sleep now, is she, like is she sleeping like people normally sleep. Like I do the mountain climber. I don't have pajamas. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. If I know people are watching me, then I'd want to make it like I don't know, sexier. Maybe no, there's an sleeping? audience for that. There's an audience for what yeah. you, how you sleep. Like real sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Big Brother. Well, they do that thing. on TikTok. Yes. I don't know if you watch TikToks at night, but then sometimes you get like those live streams and mm -hmm. there's some effed up stuff like i think that anything normal in life right now is so boring and overdone that people like there's there's a woman that just sits there and like she's she's like sleeping standing up and uh -huh. then like a ghost kind of comes in the background and just goes back and forth it just and that's all that happens in the live like it's not a ghost it's like some kind of weird martian character that just moves back and forth and i'm like this is so fucked up and then there's this woman this other woman who just peels eggs mm. Like oh, like yeah yeah we've gone too far okay. we've gone too far is she oh, the one that shoves it in her mouth have you guys seen that where the lady is eating like uh, there's and these women are not they're tiny and they're just shoveling like, it's on tiktok like they're shoveling food in their mouth it's like egg after egg like all, all this rice like i'm like where, yeah. what 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 are we watching <laughs> i'm here yeah. for it and if i was on OnlyFans, i have no moral compass everybody has a price so i'll get weird with it especially to generate press you know i wasn't on a cover of vogue or people or anything like like should you i didn't have a pepsi campaign queen and so i gotta start <laughs> from the bottom and so yeah, I I gotta start on OnlyFans. yeah and so start on OnlyFans, and yeah i'll get weird with it like whatever you guys want to see you want me to put something weird up my ass like let's do it like <laughs> As long as the price is right, I'm here. <laughs> so. I know. So, so I we had this podcast. Uh, we we spoke about this at I think on Rachel Bilson's podcast, um, and we said, "What's your price? Like, what's your hmm. price to do something that is, I mean, sexual, right? What's your yeah. price? Sexual and with yourself? I was with like, a I thought a hundred thousand. Hmm. Well, no, no, no. Just like uh, sleep with someone. Like, how much would you? How oh, much like, would you like have to pay like to sleep with someone? Right? No, not porn. Like, no one else has to watch it. I mean, like if someone, if I'm married and I'm in a relationship and some guy gave me $150,000 cash, <laughs> I'm like, I'm always hustling. I'm always thinking yeah. of the hustle. And if someone said $150,000 cash, my, the old me, when I was 20, 
30 years old who's like still had to like really hustle for cash i could be there and and so i'm gonna say yes 150,000 dollars seems like a lot of money to me you know really? like it just does it does mm. and so and you know and it's funny because rachel Wilson was like no i would do it for like three million and i was like yeah are we doing like this dollars is yeah Oh, okay. Because that makes a difference too. Because I'm like, is this going to be taxed? Because you're going to pocket like <laughs> like seventy five thousand of that. Like, really? It's not you know? that much money, but like one hundred fifty thousand dollars cash is is a lot to like mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I just would feel bad for not taking the money. Also, I'm coming back to my shallow tendencies for a moment. I'd like to know what he looks like. Does oh, he look like Brad Pitt? Does he look like Brad Pitt? Yeah, because Brad Pitt's going to pay us $150,000. No, no, you're dealing with like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. We're talking like, what's his name? What's the uh, Harvey Weinstein? Like that disgusting $150,000 Weinstein moment. That's tough. Would you do it? Low, would you do it? Would you take it cash? 23-year-old me would have done it for a Chipotle gift card. Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I was desperate. I, I, don't for, I got a I got a massage for BlackBerry once, so I was like, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> I um, I I don't come from money, wealth either, and so I've had to work to where I am now, and so I do appreciate the value of a dollar or a gift card. Uh, but thirty three year old me, I just turned thirty four actually. Uh, but thirty four year old me, I would have to do it for more than one fifty, one hundred fifty thousand. I would actually my going rate just for to sleep with like some ogre. For anyone out there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my going rate, if you want me to fuck Shrek, you know, I'm going to have to go with mm, no taxes easily. Mm, and by the way, LA, no, I'm going to go for 1.5 million. Oh, <gasps> okay. 1.5. Yeah, because I have to think of like the therapy I might need for like the trauma after. Mm. Uh, like, there's going to be also, LA is very expensive. So 1.5 million in Los Angeles is like a cute apartment. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to go that far. $150,000, like, anywhere else is, like, amazing. But, like, property-wise... But you don't like, get to have one sexual experience where the guy would probably... It wouldn't last very long, and you get to buy a house. I don't think that that's, like... I think you get to, like, pay off your taxes. Like, that's kind of the deal. Like, you get to... They you have just set the parameters. And, and, <laughs> and you go buy a car and pay off your taxes. I think that's... I'll take a car. I'll do a car. A house for, like, an orgasm. 1.5 but it's like a, not just one orgasm this could be like it's like it's like an eight hour situation oh so you're <laughs> so you're it. so i'm just thinking it's like in and out like i've never had three an issue minutes. where it hasn't been so fast like so i'm just like, like three minutes of my night. time is worth 150 oh in my head i was like this is a whole experience like i'm gonna have to get there in the morning and like do the whole thing and like have sex at night. No, I don't think it's a day thing. Okay, I that's mean, okay. Have you seen his moves? You know, I mean, you probably have some things in your pocket low that you have Thank not. You. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is 1.5 million too aggressive? I think it's aggressive. I think well, I think yeah, you're over here for myself too. I might I might I know like who gets the job? I always think in jobs if you price yourself lower, <laughs> you're going to get hired, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like is there oh, a no, budget? No. Is there no, a budget? Take that frame of mind when you're talking about like selling your body. I think you could actually like up the ante a little bit more. I don't know. I don't think I think that highly of it at this point. I'm like, look, if someone wants to pay me that, like, it's nice. Maybe I'll Venmo you. (laughs) Feels good to be wanted. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, they want me for hundred and fifty thousand. That is a nice. Do you know what I mean? Like. That is nice. Like when all the Me Too stuff happened, I obviously had a few little things, but I never, 
had anything big happen. I'm going to say something controversial, but brave. Oh. I understand like that is a fucked up situation. And you, oh, it's such a, we know mm, that. We know oh, it is so it. dark, mm. of course. But I will say if, and maybe that's where my moral compass just went out the window, but being someone who grew up in Los Angeles, I've been there my whole life and knowing mm -hmm. how hard to break into the industry and knowing that actors, it's a 95% rejection. Like, 95% oh, of yeah. it is just spent hearing no, you're not the right fit, or you're almost was right, but didn't really work out. It's always rejection constantly. It's mm -hmm. very, very hard to make it in this industry oh, as an course. actor and actor. So in my head, I'm like, if I was like 19 years old and some like toad that would like ran a studio was like, do you, you need to do this with me to get the <laughs> role? Get I'd job. Be like, yeah, beam me up, Scotty. I'm ready. <laughs> Like whatever. And you know, like, it's I funny. I didn't know that so also, many people had kind of done that sort of stuff mm -hmm. to well, get to a certain. I, I actually thought it was all a myth because I was like, well, it doesn't mm, happen to well, yeah. me. Men so and like, women, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, men yeah, Matthew, women. Matthew Lawrence just talked about it. Oh, yes. Yeah. He, one of the directors was telling he right for Marvel or something. Yeah, like he like was going to go for like Spider-Man or something like that. Yeah. And he refused. He was like, no, I don't want to do that with this guy, this director. Uh -huh or whatever and then he said he he got uh blacklisted for it and he didn't get the role mm. and so i do think now that i think about it i was talking mm. to my therapist about it because i was i was close to like probably four life-changing jobs like life life like big big this is back like 10 years ago where it was me and two other girls and then we're talking like change their life change their careers um amazing films and one tv show that like the people were making like a million dollars at the end of it um per episode so I was like, oh, my God, I was so close to that. And then I thought I heard through the grapevine that one of the girls who ended up getting the role ended up dating the director. And I wonder if things were happening before that. But I never thought at the time that I wouldn't get a job because mm -hmm. there was some some kind of other sexual element attached to it that I wasn't sort of in the know or a part of. And it did make me sad. It made me sad for the girl that probably felt like she had to, mm. you know? And I think that that's, it's a sad part of the business that we don't really talk about, you mm. know? Yeah, no, it is. And you know what? I think it definitely spans different industries. It's more, it's like a lot of it is the power dynamic, mm. right? Like, because I remember, you know, working in a job that I had when I was, you know, younger and, very clearly I had, you know, somebody I was calling on and he was like, if you want to close this deal, we need to go upstairs, like to my private oh, office. Right. Yes. Yes. It was like a, a whole thing. And I just, I, I, I did. And so not, you did it. <laughs> I had to get the deal bad. No, <laughs> no, but I was, I think I was so, maybe it was like the Texan coming from Texas, you know, like in me and not really understanding and knowing about this, but like, I just remember being like in shock and telling one of my, like the people that I worked for and it was a woman and she was like, well, you should have gotten the deal done. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, oh, like advising you to. Yeah. She's like, right. Like, why didn't you get the deal <clears throat> done? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, but if he looked like Brad Pitt, <laughs> if he looked like Brad Pitt, I probably would have done it for free, but you know. And it was 150,000 cash tax free. <laughs> right. But because yeah. he looked like a hermit crab and like, you know, I mean, obviously I wasn't going to do it, but still, you know, it, I mean, it's just wild how that is. Yeah. But it is the power dynamic, right?
Mm. Yeah. And there's some people that actually, and I, I understand that I'm like, something's just maybe uh, not hardwired correctly in my brain, because mm-hmm. there are people that even if he did look like a Brad Pitt, even if there wasn't money attached to it, or there was money attached, they'd be like, no, because I wouldn't feel good about the job. Like, I wouldn't feel like I earned it. Like, there's oh, yeah. that's not my problem. That's not my problem either. And so, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> that way. That I just like, wouldn't feel good about myself, but I wouldn't like, it's not about the job, but I yeah, got it. You like know, there's some people that are like very big on like, I want to earn this and get it the right way. And I'm like, I just need to get it whatever way that's yeah. And so that, that's, that was my mentality back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now I have a little bit more of a moral compass, you know, been through the ringer a few times. I'm like, this is rough. And so, oh, yeah. When you, you grew up though, mm-hmm. was it, was it an easy, so I know we say how Los Angeles is so difficult, right? And, mm-hmm. and again, I was there when I was 21 years old and two suitcases and never looked back and those wow. first years were really rough. Like I didn't have work. I had no friends. I, you know, obviously wasn't dating anyone because I just came in. So I didn't have like a person that I felt safe with. And it was rough. And and there's been moments in L.A. that have been really tough for me. Like how was your transition like being in L.A., like going from just being someone who's not in the business to someone in the business? Like did it really screw with your mental health and your mentality or was it kind of a fun road in the beginning mm. no 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 never fun road no no <laughs> you're like still isn't like I hate it. <laughs> still kind of the worst road uh, yeah. well the thing is i kind of grew up in well i grew up in los angeles and orange county but i've been in la pretty much my whole life and kind of in the industry like i was part of the los angeles children's choir as a kid and I did operas and acting and and I wanted to do commercials. And I, as a kid, I did, I was with Wilhelmina and did a bunch of little acting and modeling gigs as a child. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like always was like, this is the industry. Again, I was on the outskirts. I wasn't like in the thick of it, mm-hmm. but I kind of understood it a little bit and saw just with the stage moms, how brutal and rough they could be with each other. I was like, wow, this is cutthroat. Just mm-hmm. with the parents alone. And I was witnessing that at a young age. So my formative years. And so then when I was like, this whole like model acting thing is, is this isn't going to be for me. Like this is mm-hmm. a lot and I'm not having fun with it anymore. And I don't think that I'm going to succeed. Like I feel very stressed about it. And so I ended up like pulling out of that and then going into the whole, maybe I should style because I've always loved fashion. So it was like my default, like I'm good at this. I feel confident about it. If I just mm-hmm. hold my skills, maybe I could, you know, run with it and make something of myself. And everybody I knew was like model, actress, you know, they're all in the industry who I grew up with. So I was like, can I dress you? Can I put clothes on you? And so I was sleeping on couches and I was struggling financially and I didn't really have a ton of friends, like real friends. It's weird about LA. It's mm-hmm. an populated place. I don't think I have a lot of friends there. I left and after 16 years, like I have like three friends. Yeah. Not like sense. three real friends, like mm-hmm. deep friendships. Friend. Sorry, I'll let yeah. you keep going, but like deep friendships. Yeah. Yeah. And same, same in LA. Like I have my tribe. It's like three people, actually, mm-hmm. same that I feel connected, safe, comfortable with. And then a ton of acquaintances and people that I know or mm-hmm. passing, but not that I'm like investing in and, and that like regular, you know, type of person that you feel completely safe, seen, and heard with. Mm-hmm. And so, and it took me a long time to get there to even have three people. I've, because you know you go through it with friendships people are can be really fucked up in la and i used to look at it like everyone in la is fucked up and selfish and and egotistical and and using you and and to some extent i think that's that holds true Mm -hmm. but 
now, I don't know, just maybe through therapy and just getting my teeth kicked in a few times and and having some betrayals and like major loss happen, kind of wised up a lot, but also I'm not jaded because I look at it like everybody that comes to LA is like either the hottest person, the most popular, the most talented of wherever they're from. And you get this little like melting pot of people that are all super pretty and like they're the stars of their town and they mm-hmm. come here. It's just, a, you know, it's like the, all the most popular kids pretty much. That's what I feel like. And, mm-hmm. and they come here without a lot of money, you know, and like they want to make it. And so, yeah, they're going to look at every relationship and every connection. It's like, how can this benefit me? So now I, I look at it like I, I get it. I know I see it for what it is and I don't hate that. Yeah. It's like, I understand it now and I sit better with it. Mm. they've also left so much behind to get there i think that's what people yeah. realize too like even like roxy and i like i left my my mm. mom still talk I, I talk about it in therapy and i'm like my mom still says you left me and you left all and it's like yeah there's a lot of guilt attached to leaving like i left australia i was doing well and i could have stayed here and i love australia and I'm, we will end up coming back because you always find the place that you're meant to be and we love it um, but I wanted to try something bigger. You know, Australia's got 30 million people. Uh, America's got 300 million people. And Los Angeles is the pinnacle of it all. And mm-hmm. you leave so much for your dream in Los Angeles that you can't waste your time mm-hmm. on anyone that isn't going to either like be your people or your people you, lift you up or help or to help you yeah. right because there's, there's like why be there why what the stakes are so high like no, why I, leave everything to just like fuck around mm-hmm. to your point that's why some of these relationships can feel a bit transactional or like mm-hmm. what am i getting from it and so everyone's like oh people in our layers are so fake or mm-hmm. oh, everyone's just a user but i'm like no i like what to your point like yeah you're absolutely right like we all have our ass on the line here. We want to get ahead. And so, and once you do taste success uh, or feel like, you know, you've found your footing, well, then you can find your tribe and you can have people that you invest in and feel safe mm-hmm. with, but it takes a long time to get there. It's difficult. It's you, do, you do have to watch your back though, too, here, because there are those people that try to take you down like, a, you know, a bad road or, you know, they're takers. So it's, it's like kind of like you do have to sort of, look out maybe more than you would somewhere else you know like i feel like because la in new york it's a very specific type right. of people in, in this area you know what i mean you gotta mm-hmm. watch your back i think everybody's a serial killer until proven otherwise yeah oh my god speaking of serial killers how about the long island serial killer oh my gosh <gasps> you'll go beach murders yes wild uh, talk about trust issues 59 year old guy married and to a wife children Kids, you know, they're still living at home with him, and then this happens. And I can't he's even imagine. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just can't even imagine, like, right? I just, I don't know. I, I can't even imagine murder in general. Like, I have, you know, a, a, a lot of mothers. You've probably heard this have um, intrusive thoughts, so they think of things like not, not doing that, but they think like, oh my gosh, I'm in. Like, what happens if I'm in the house and someone breaks in and like murders my whole family, or like, what happens if like you know I'm in a car and like. <laughs> You know, I could easily, and I, you've probably had this thought too, a lot of, if you don't, please say that you did. So <laughs> I don't seem so crazy, but you're driving with like your family and they're little and you're like, oh my God, their life is in my hands. Like if I, I could easily just, and my it. car could go mm. off the cliff. Like I could easily, and you don't obviously want to because you're sane, right? But you think these things, like all these people's lives are in your hands and we actually have so much power as just, just a human being on this earth to like, 
of over someone's life. Like my husband, I sleep next to him every night. He could easily strangle me. Like, why do I well, trust? Like, I trust this yeah. stranger. Like, I, I've been with him, but like, I trust this stranger. He could give me a tea and put like arsenic in there. I don't know mm-hmm. where he's going to get arsenic, but I'm sure it's like somewhere. Um, but, you know, like you trust human beings mm-hmm. like in life when you I don't know if we should trust them as much. Like just to, when people hand me coffee, I'm always like, hmm, what have you put in there? Like I'm always <laughs> really thinking, at Starbucks. <laughs> Like if you go to a Starbucks, I have a weird thing. I have a weird thing. I don't really do Starbucks, but I have this weird thing where my poor husband has to like try my water, like sip my water before me. But then it's so even more fucked up because then I'm like, I mustn't love him enough because if someone did put something in the water, he would die. Like he would die before me, and I'd be like, well, at least I know. Wait, we unpack that for a second. That's really specific. Of like, like stuff there. Like you can't just like bomb. Like like I don't trust liquids from anyone unless my husband tries it first. Is it from anyone? I I wouldn't say all liquids. I say it comes in waves. It depends on how anxiety ridden I am. Mm -hmm. And I because I I saw this story about Ad. I think it was Advil or Tylenol where the the guy put like I think this was a long time. It was a long time ago, but he put like arsenic in the like the pills. He like opened. That's why. That's right. That's why they have that protective um um uh plastic now on all bottles because of Mm -hmm. this. He killed like so many through like them taking Advil or Tylenol or Panadol in Australia um, mm-hmm. because he had tampered with it. So I think that the, I think the thing is I grew up with a lot of health anxiety. So I don't think it's this idea that I'm so important that someone wants to actually like kill me um, or that I think I'm like the queen. So when I grew up, I like always thought, oh, like if I eat this or drink this, like what if what if something happens? What if what if, you right. know, this will harm me? So I make my husband drink my water, which I'm not even going to keep this in the podcast because people are going to be like, you're fucking weird. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I, I when you explain it, I get it. <laughs> but before. Before I was like, just not. Yeah. Not. But imagine but like, you're sleeping next to this person and they are murdering people. And like, they're a parent. Like, you know like for example this gilgo beach guy he was a parent like yeah the person you are sleeping with is leading this double life like how fucking crazy is that you know here's the thing i I, look at it like if you're sleeping next to someone like especially women are so intuitive mm. so i look at it like maybe she didn't know the murders were happening like that he he, she didn't go to like oh serial killer but maybe she turned a blind eye to like an extramarital affair like there had or, or was this guy just that much of a sociopath that he completely like shut that part off and was like an incredible husband or was she like i'm just so curious i'm like i'd love to get her on the podcast just because I'm like did you clue in at any point where there are weird little red flags that now she's right. picking up on um but this guy was yeah a family man he worked with the catholic church donated to charity was respected a little bit kept to himself He's a huge, he's literally a big ogre. He's like 6'4", massive Shrek-looking man. Um, and so, yeah. He's so this is what's wild. I was on yeah. TikTok late at night, mm. and I do something called do- doom scrolling. I don't <gasps> know, my husband My husband tells me that I do it, and I need to stop. Doom scrolling is like before you go to bed, just looking up things like the plane crash that happened like 10 years ago, or someone who has cancer, and they're sharing their story, and then all of a sudden I go through like a cancer like algorithm and i see all these people who are dying of cancer and it makes me feel horrible and then i go to sleep oh, <laughs> anyway no. so i was doom scrolling. 
So uh, I was doom scrolling. I know you guys are like, what? So I was doom scrolling and I um I came across the the Long Island um murder guy mm-hmm. and this someone he worked with said that she had a conversation with him just before they caught him and he said to her like they had this whole conversation he was like talking about true crime and whether she liked true crime and then he said you know have you heard of the long island killer they've never found him um and she's like yeah it's kind of creepy and he's like yeah i just can't believe they've never found him and how can you be the person who was doing all those horrific things and actually be talking about it so openly is another type of human oh, that i can't a demon he also yeah. enjoyed the book that of the unsolved there was a book yeah. about it. he watched the i think there's a netflix show he listened to the podcast was stalking the families yes he, he called mm-hmm. the sister of one of these victims and said and with a burner phone and said she's dead quit looking for because she had like had a public statement and so he was obsessed with these family members and would mm-hmm. rat them and you know it was just yeah he's pretty sick he's so sick no so sick and a lot of these serial killers i did this i don't know i did some research in high school i did my basically my junior year term paper on serial killers because i've always been fascinated and like a weird like i'm just like what makes these people tick and they do they go back to like victims they go back to like the scene of the crime and they try to almost relive what has happened and i and with him with this guy i think he was doing it at his house because i think they were finding like a secret room like underground and and things like that and it's just to think about somebody having their kids in the same place where they were committing these awful crimes is like next level like that's meant to be over 92 firearms in his in his uh, home yeah he was a gun collector but he had like a ton of guns also an extensive research of porn that he was looking at like rape porn child pornography like mm. sadistic and mm. so the th- his first statement when he was arrested was um is it in the news yet has this hit the news yet that was his first thing that he said his official statement like with police was he was just curious like if it had gotten out publicly yet because he wanted to know so completely so, Roxy, when you said you did your papers on um on what makes them tick so what makes them tick i know what they do and mm-hmm. how they act but what is it a, is it a power trip is it is it narcissism like what what is it is it a so sense of it's really yeah. interesting because typically they're male um they are above average intellects so they're smart they 99% of the time start by abusing animals when they're younger and they get the thrill of that and the thrill of that kind of a kill. And then they escalate and move on to, um, humans. Um, sometimes they're narcissistic. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's all about them, but then other times they like to, you know, collect trophies from their victims, keep, you know, body parts. And then, you know, like I was saying before, kind of going back to like, the scene of the crime. Um, oftentimes, a lot of them, like, for example, John Wayne Gacy sort of portrayed himself as this really community-oriented family man. Um, and the clown killer, right? The clown like, killer. The all clown the, killer, all yes. All the young boys. Under- yes, all the young boys. Same as, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Like, he also was, like, hitting the clubs and, like, killing all these young guys. And it's, like you hear these stories and you're just like, what, like what happens with these people? But it's gotta be, it's also got to be, 
their genetic makeup. You know, it's like something that they yeah. they were born this way where they. So you believe they off. were born. So you do you believe that people are born bad? I mean, I think that they are born bad. And then also with conditioning, like in their wherever they are growing up. Yes, their environment. Yeah. Like if they suffer from abuse, you know, a lot of these people also are abused as kids, you know, so it's like they take out their pain on other people. So that too. Mm. So I think it's, I think it's a mixture. I think that there is a bad, they're born bad, but then it's also like fostered through like the way they're, they're grown up, you know? I think the same way. Yeah. I believe you're, it's the bad seed is there. I wrote my thesis mm-hmm. on Dahmer and mm-hmm. you know, I did a real extensive research, deep dive into his fucked up life. And actually it wasn't that fucked up in the beginning. There was a little bit of abuse. He, and he did torture animals, but his dad was also in that industry of mm-hmm. like taxidermy and stuff. So it was like very normal for him. Yes. The seed was there. And then through conditioning, through, you know, environment, unfortunately, you know, a really dark side of him came out and, uh, and he's, and his was like a God complex. He, and that's why like he would keep the severed head and keep these body parts because he wanted to have them with him. Like he didn't want to let that go. It was like having like the spirit. He had like an altar he was building with different bones, mm-hmm. like a whole, like he was bigger than God in his head. So, and, and then he didn't get caught for a long time. I mean, he was pretty blatant about it. Literally a man escaped from his home, mm-hmm. ran out naked and the cops delivered him back to Dahmer. Like that's how bad it was. And, and he was a child. That was a child, that guy. He was like a young teenage guy. 14 years old. Yeah. And so, and yeah, and he was all drugged up and managed mm-hmm. to escape. And so the God complex, I think comes into it. Like the ego takes over. And so, yeah. And then- People can get very evil with it. And so mm-hmm. that's kind and of why, the Roxy, do you think mm-hmm. that it's not? You said that most of these are men, right? Right. So- most are men. But you do have somebody like Aileen Warnos, who Charlize Theron portrayed in uh, the movie Monster, who was one of the few kind of female serial killers. And she had a horrible upbringing. I mean, she was abused, mm. she was a prostitute from a very young age. Um, she lived on the streets, you know, I mean, she just, she had a horrible, horrible, horrible life. Um, but she would kill men like on the, on the road, she would hitchhike and, uh, was a prostitute and would, you know, kind of, you know, make because the deal she felt, yeah. right to come in. And it's like probably, you know, like a power trip for her in a way, you know, she's right. kind of taking her power back because she had never had any of that, you know, growing up, but she would murder men like, she was, um, you know, would be, she was a prostitute at like rest stops, like truckers mm. that would come through, you know, people like that. And she would try to turn tricks and then she would murder a lot of these men, which was wild, you know? Yeah. All of these cases, like I've done like so many deep dives because I find it so fascinating too. And I watch all the documentaries and stuff. The only one that still kind of like fucked me up a bit. Oh, sorry. Can I cuss on this podcast? Oh. Have you? We, I think we've said like thirty fucks so far. I know. Yes. Okay. I know. <laughs> you just had the realization. You're like, I think we said vagina. I think we talked about being paid for sex. I think you're yeah. good. Okay, good. We're good. No, but the one that really threw. Did you guys watch the Night Stalker with Richard Ramirez? The oh, story? I you. I was like so curious if you've seen it because you were in L.A. during that time, like ninety. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and he was, would come in and he would he would come into people's houses, right? Yes. And, but what yeah. was and murder but like what was wild about that story i mean this guy his story was like so mind-boggling to me because like ted bundy had a type it was you know caucasian Mm -hmm. women brunette women like that was his thing Dahmer definitely had a type like Mm -hmm. most serial killers go after someone specific 
Ramirez, though. Babies, children, uh, elderly people, men, women, gay, straight. He didn't care. He just loved to kill. Mm-hmm. And he and so it was hard to catch him just because he was like so all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where, where does that come from? Like, what's going on with this guy? Because it wasn't like a power trip. It was just, it was just like pure evil. Like he enjoyed. He, yes. He scared me. I would say one of, he was one of the like scariest ones to me because I, he was a Satan worshiper and he literally was evil. Like that's like the, like the picture of evil. He was so not remorseful, even in court. I mean, he was like, had all that shit all over his face, like the Satan, you know, satanic, symbol and he literally could not have cared less like that he's scary to me that's scary oh completely terrifying but he ended up letting one person go Mm -hmm. it killed the sister and then the the other girl in the house her sister um he was going to shoot her and she was almost like so defeated that she just watched what had happened so she's like Mm -hmm. please do it like please put me out of my misery and it like took the fun out of it for him he was like he let her live because because oh he he thrived on the look of fear in the people that's what he loved, fed him and so that she was just like i'm ready to go and he was just like oh well this bye this isn't fun and a little girl he had kidnapped wasn't scared of him and that like he ended up not doing anything with her and returned her back mm-hmm. home it's like this isn't fun for me but killed the other little girl that he abducted and so yeah you're right that was like a different level of evil mm-hmm. like it's a yeah. different brand of evil we're gonna mm-hmm. go satan worship here and yeah. By the way, can we talk about the, the Ted Bundy and Ramirez and all these Dahmer too? Yeah. The men and women, specifically women, that end up mm. marrying these guys in prison. The oh, right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that about? Women mm, that are like obsessed with mm-hmm. like, Hanson and Richard Ramirez. I do, and yeah. I do think that we do have to be careful because, you know, when I watched the Dahmer um, mm-hmm. show, I feel like we did it was kind of pornographic in a way. And it was mm. like, we were, it was, we were, we were making this into something that was, it felt kind of as, as horrific as it was. It also felt there was something like sexy about mm-hmm. it. And we were putting it kind of on a pedestal and, and we were all addicted to watching it. And I think we have to be careful because, you know, it's, I don't even know if that story should ever be told. I mean, I, I don't know. Cause we, we, we made it seem everyone was talking about it we it was like entertainment right and these 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 lives are are people's kids and family Mm -hmm. members and i don't know if this happened to someone in my life that i want to see it as entertainment for everyone to like fodder and Mm -hmm. laugh or scream or like the victim um, families were very adamant they didn't want the document or the tv show yeah right Right. And they, you know, they just released one of the Manson ladies from prison. Was it, is it Leslie Van Houten? It was one of the, the Manson ladies. Oh, they released yeah. One her, of like sister she wives. got paroled. Yeah, yeah, she got paroled because she's been in, I guess she's been in, gosh, 50 years now almost probably. Oh. And so they're saying that she's not a threat to society. So they released her and the families are like, no, 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 no. You know? But then yeah. I know this is controversial. Do you then believe in the death penalty? Do you believe it's a life for life? Or do you I, think that there are so many mistakes that happen that I don't. it's it's not worth you don't think? I believe think in the death I believe in the death penalty. I'm very much like an eye for an eye person. Texas. <laughs> you <laughs> <to> <laughs> we got Texas in the house. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, 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 um, yeah, I, just actually, I actually wish that there was a death penalty for animal abusers and child abusers. I, I honestly do, because I think people that cross mm. the line and do awful, awful, awful things like that, like are in some ways like irredeemable to me. And the fact that they could even spiral out and escalate like a lot of these serial killers do and kill people, you know, after that, I just, I have like, there's something wrong with the person if they're hurting an animal or a child. Right. I just think there but that, is. But there's two two thoughts to that. Number one is don't you think suffering is way harder than dying because dying is, it's final and mm -hmm. you don't suffer. And being in prison, you do, especially if it's a life sentence. Mm -hmm. um, so you are really paying that price because you have to spend the next 50, 60, the rest of your life, however old you are, like mm -hmm. living in a cage. I feel like death is... In some ways, it's a way out, you know, but like, I think it's, but I think it like an eye for an eye, like, especially with the abusers is they should have done to them what they did to the animal or the child. Like, I'm like, if you're going to sit there, cause I, this is my problem. I start spiral. Like you were talking about doom scrolling before Tam. I am like connected on all of these, like these, um, animal, you know, like abuse, like, cause I'm so, mm. so against animal abuse and like helping animals that I subscribe to some of those those channels on like TikTok and um, Instagram. And it is so disturbing to see what people do to these innocent like beings that I kind of feel like, well, you know what? It would teach you a lesson if you were put in a pot of boiling oil alive. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens to you. And that but you're not going to like this. <laughs> yeah. but we, yeah. we eat cows. We I mean, do. I know you're not going to like it. We eat cows. We torture cows. If you go to, I've been to one of those farms where it is horrific what they mm -hmm. do. We eat, okay. they do horrible yeah. things to chickens. It's true. They it's do true. horrible things. Lamb, like people who eat lamb, like uh, that's my one thing. Look, I, I, I've eaten a fish and I, I eat a fish and I, I've accepted the fish and I kiss the fish and I eat the fish. But mm -hmm. like lamb is a baby and they yeah. torture like, what God. they do. They oh, break its legs and they keep it in a pen. So it's Ugh, like it's awful. It's, it's hard to be like, you know, yes, of course you don't want animal abuse. But then we have leather shoes. Isn't it kind of all a form of uh, animal abuse? What we do to animals? Yeah, I mean, look it, at what it, they do. Like, we take the shark's fins and we put them in soups. So oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's different definite like lines that I don't cross. I mean, I don't eat, yeah. you know, veal. I don't like. And I'm not calling you out at all. I'm just saying right, like right. the idea of animal abuse. Like where does that begin and where does that end is what I, I'm saying. I guess the way to kind of look at it's that. Animal abuse. And then also are you because that's very specific to like the dairy and meat industry or right. oh my god are, yeah are you speaking so i eat fish and mm -hmm. i every now and then will have a chicken if it's like my friend like raises chickens and it's like we've made peace with it but i i don't eat cow and i don't eat pigs are smarter than dogs i know that mm -hmm. for a fact um i don't eat veal lamb any of that kind mm -hmm. of stuff but i'll i'll eat things in the ocean until i saw the octopus teacher oh, and now I won't so eat sad. octopus <laughs> but I don't I eat know. it because it now has feelings and I was like oh and I'm like I couldn't stop Those thinking aliens. about it for yeah, months they're amazing. oh they're beautiful. they're beautiful and I'm just like okay so I'm done with that hmm. a fish I do feel a little bad but I, I was I was okay with it until last week when it actually bled and mm -hmm. I saw you don't really see blood in fish a lot and right. it was I mean especially when I get it like I'm not eating it at the source and mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, my goodness, it's it bled, mm -hmm. you know. But then I also believe this is hard, too. I also believe that humans need a little bit of meat to function. So it's this weird dichotomy. I, have of like, I don't 
I think that, you know, mm. we we do very well on plant based diets with a little bit of meat, but just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so it's it's a hard thing. It's like health or it's my own sense of what's moral. It's my moral mm-hmm. compass. It's it's a hard one. What do you guys feel? So for, as far as the leather goes, I feel like, OK, leather, at, at least like the skin is being used to make clothes. The meat is sustaining people's, you know, diet, um, the milk, you know, for whoever wants to drink it. Um, so I think that there are different uses for it. But for me, where it also gets like sticky is the thrill of killing an animal like for sport. That mm. doesn't sit well for me at all. And I mean, I know people hunt. I have people in my family that hunt. Yeah, you know, hunt back and eat the Texas. food. I get that part. But, yeah. but, but, but at the same time, I don't understand how that is an enjoyable task to kill mm. an animal, to enjoy that, to it for enjoyment. You know, I mean, for yeah. sustenance. And Elephants. I know, yeah, yeah. And I know a lot about people do shoot and kill and, you know, hunt their food and eat the food and make use of it. So I'm not saying like, it's all wrong, but it, it's just a like nuanced conversation because it's like mm. there are so many different aspects to it. You know, what do yeah. you guys think? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Lowe's like I've shut up because yeah. I love my cow. <laughs> no, well, I, I we are I, quiet. I, yeah. I love killing cows, and so no, <laughs> drop that bomb. No, um, I do eat red meat occasionally. I'm pescatarian though, and so. Mm. Yeah. I'm just eating fish. I a Mediterranean diet, pescatarian life for the last five years. And so once in a while, because I'm Hispanic and there's a lot of puerco, a lot of pork and beef and a lot of meat in a Mexican household. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes going to have a tamale and there's some meat in it. I'm like, oh God, but it's, I get it. And so I'm not going to shame anybody for doing what they want to do. It's just not going in my system most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, but you're right. I have that moral like dilemma, especially in LA, by the way. Um, it's not hard to eat healthy in LA. There's a lot of no and vegan. Yeah. Mm. And it's not, yeah, it's not hard to be vegan if you want. Um, but also like there are three people in my building where I live that have pigs as pets. Mm. Wow. It's so weird. So, and I have a client who has a pig. That's the cutest thing ever. And you're right. They're smarter than dogs. They're very sweet. They have high emotional IQ. And so I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want that pulled pork sandwich now, just because like I, was just mm. in the lobby of my building and there's like a cute little pig. And so it's hard. And so, yeah, I'm a bit torn with that too. I try mm. not to be a judge Judy. Like everyone has their own path. Some people need it in their diet. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, need a little bit of meat once in a while. Um, as for the death penalty, uh, I get where you're coming from eye for an eye, but mm. I'm more on the side of just let them rot in a jail cell because mm. I can't trust the judicial system. If we weren't like if we had like a bulletproof, like we actually had a good system that could convict people who were, but so many people are wrongfully convicted. We've killed so many people under the death penalty, particularly people of color, minorities that like should have never been on death row. They didn't do it. They're innocent. Mm-hmm. So our system has failed us so many times that I'm so scared to put the trust in the fucking idiots behind the court right. judicial system. Cause I'm like, it has failed us as a people. So I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I do love that idea of like, however you killed someone, if proven guilty, we're about to. Yeah. If that could ever happen. Do you believe, Mm -hmm. but then do you guys believe in redemption? Do you believe someone? And again, I know that some things are so horrific that you can't feel like someone could come back from it. But Mm -hmm. you know, I, I believe this. I'm not a, I'm not a Christian in the, some sense of 
the way Christian, I don't like organized religion mm-hmm. isn't really my thing, but I do believe there's a God. I did go to Jerusalem. I do believe that Jesus was alive. I do believe he was on the cross. There's things that I do believe, um, but I don't go and sit in church. Um, I feel like I feel God. He's also inside me and he's also in everything else that I see. Um, I don't think he's a man that's just sitting there going, you're bad, you're good. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to hell, you're going to heaven. But mm-hmm. there is a sense of me and the hope side of who I am as a person that I do believe that people can change, but that they were just in situations where they didn't ever, you know, like we were talking, some of them were severely abused. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people, I sometimes think, what if that person who was severely abused had the, a therapist and and had and was on medication and had the right people around them? You know, some of these things would never happen, but you just, you you sometimes don't get that choice so do you guys believe in redemption do you think people can change or do you think you're just if you're bad you're bad yes there's varying degrees of it right like somebody's <laughs> like, like is this a podcast i thought we were going to talk about <laughs> by the way like, can i just say youtube queen sold me we're gonna keep it light fun <laughs> crazy. we thought like, we were we like, just to keep you on your toes and Next up, abortion i'm like shit like <laughs> heavy stopping let's talk about the meat industry i'm like oh god okay uh, well, so um, we're not talking about abortion or guns so you're good for today <laughs> yeah but like, i like that redemption I, I do i do believe in redemption now um mm-hmm. i like if someone can change sure i do mm-hmm. also on this flip side of like a richard ramirez however mm-hmm. like depends on the degree of like how evil are we talking right. here? just yep. like a pathological right. liar that needs to work through some trauma to not be a liar or are you mm-hmm. killing people sadistically so like depending on the person but i think we're all capable of some sort of change but like there's like a hitler for example who should burn in hell like mm-hmm. forever right. you know so it's just like right. ah it's tough but yeah, as someone who I'm I'm in the same, I guess, uh, idea of faith as you, um, I'm more spiritual. I don't mm-hmm. really organize religion, but I grew up in it. But now I'm yep. just the spiritual path. Um, just because I look at the idea of religion is just more of uh, <laughs> a really successful business. And I think when, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's, it's a great business, actually. Mm-hmm a lot of money in that business and so and it's it's running it's an organized religion that mm-hmm. makes a lot of money so that's where i get a little weary of it a little apprehensive um but now i think that people can change for the most part mm-hmm. i try to see the good in most people but like some people i'm just like you're a terrible person you know mm-hmm. and so yeah. you probably are gonna if you do believe in hell you're probably gonna burn there or whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. i think it's just like a slap on the wrist isn't enough like i feel like it mm-hmm. has to be something to make that person never want to do it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's but again back to the animal thing. It's hard mm-hmm. for people like because in 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 certain parts of China they eat dogs, they eat cats. I obviously would never touch my dogs. I love mm-hmm. my dogs. They're everything to me. But but there's a justification for it in places like China where they say, why can't we eat cat? Mm-hmm. Why can't we eat cat and you eat cow? Why? Mm-hmm. Tell us why it's different. So that's 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 sort of I think why certain um countries do eat dogs mm-hmm. and cats and when you say like you know how can someone do that they consider it you know torture is probably different i guess yeah, that's probably the, what you're saying that's the yeah the torture aspect where they're like beating like an animal or they're you know like doing something where it's like cutting off a, a limb or something like that and it just like is horrific it's a humane like, way to do it yes exactly like, even when it comes yeah. to getting burger meat like cows like there's a mm-hmm. humane way 
not torture this cow or not put these animals, you know, through. Right. And so you eat whatever meat you want, but don't torture yeah. them. Or, right. like, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before you go, I want to ask you a really important question. <laughs> okay. Do, do not you about believe the meat or dairy industry? No, 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 no. Or guns or abortion or anything like that. Or like, you know, do you think that there are aliens? <gasps> Love this question. Mm. I'm so glad you asked me because, yes, yeah. absolutely, there are aliens. <laughs> yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it's we've had statements that have been re released from the government. Mm -hmm. Men who mm -hmm. have testified under oath in Congress about UFO sightings. Like, this has been happening for years. I, I mean, I took shrooms like a week ago, went into the forest, didn't see an alien. <laughs> Definitely like, like wow. Did you see the UFO descending? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to my Scientology, like the LA Scientologist. I was like, oh God. No, but I yeah. I definitely uh, was one with nature. And so I just went down that rabbit hole thinking of aliens and stuff. And so with that, I was I was talking to my buddy and I was like, aliens exist. Like, of course they do. There's I mean, our universe is just massive. Like I think it's all not how like am I that like arrogant to think we are the only mm -hmm. living beings in this massive universe with all these planets? Mm -hmm. Like so I just I think it's a bit presumptuous for me to be like, no, we're the only life form. I don't think that I, I do think there are now I don't know if they're in the form of like cute little Martians, you know. I don't know like mm -hmm. if, and Hollywood has taken its spin on aliens, you know, and made it almost a bit of a joke, which I think has desensitized us and made us as a society a way to be like, they're not real. It's a joke. Did you see Mars attack the movie or Independence Day? Or like we've made it into a bit of, you know, like a mm, joke in a way. Fodder. Yes. See, yes. That's what's scary to me, because what if they hate us? What if they are like tracking us? We would and, know like, by now, don't you think? That's what Sean said. If they hated us and they were dangerous, I think we would know by now. But we don't know. They could be plotting their attack that has not happened it's yet. It's taken a while. <laughs> it's taken a long time. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting. They're twiddling their thumbs. They're like... 2023 is looking good, but maybe 2024 yeah, is better. While the strike's going on. <laughs> Wait, do you guys you know believe funny? aliens now? What's that? You believe, like, do you believe there's alien life somewhere out there? I think that there Look, is yeah. definitely something. Some There is some sort of, like, alien life, whether it's, like, you know, because they do say on the other planets that while human life can't be sustained, there could be other kinds of life that aren't sustained. And we haven't even seen our entire galaxy yet at this point it's too big you know so like, 80 percent of our own earth the water we haven't even right. gone to the depths of our oceans like mm -hmm. there's oh so gosh. much that we haven't discovered so i'm like the, that just triggered me i saw a oh. netflix documentary called oh. the deepest breath uh -oh. it's about oh, the long the it. person who can hold their breath for oh. The longest time. So they go down, they go 100. She got to 100, just over 100 meters. Now she's hit 125. But normally on the way up, they they pass out as they're coming up. And there's like safety divers that kind of lift them up to make sure because they black out normally when they get to the top. Uh -huh. It is such an incredible documentary. I thought I wouldn't be able to watch it because I just, that gives me, it's like my, my doom scrolling that I do before <laughs> I go to sleep. Yeah. But it's actually a story about a love story and about someone who actually gave their life up for somebody else because <gasps> of that last breath. They actually, because I'm not going to give it away. I kind of uh -huh. did, but I'm not going to give it away. Um, something went wrong mm. and there was a choice right at the end because if you black out, you have to black out on your back or because mm. you, you'll, you'll die. And normally there'll be, because all the water will, you'll inhale all this water if you don't black out on your back. And here's the thing. 
they were supposed to come up where all the helpers and people were, but they came up in the wrong section. So no one was there to help them. And this person, I don't, I can't tell you the whole story. He pushes her up first. So she takes the last breath and is able to black out on her back and he passes away. It is so devastating. And, mm. and I had this huge re like realization. I was sitting next to my husband who was sleeping and I was bitching because in my head, I was like, fuck, he's falling asleep again because he always falls asleep. I'm like, ever I want something. Did he pass out on his back? Myself, he was on his back. And I thought to myself, my husband would do that. I know he would. I know that if if we were free divers <laughs> and we had gone down to 150 meters, but I know if we were in a situation, like for real, mm. and it was between me and him, and there was like someone who had to have the oxygen mask, I know he would give it to me. And it was like this huge realization mm. of like, I should be nicer <laughs> and stop being a bitch to him. But like, there are some people in our lives that are just so selfless. Like they're just selfless mm. and it's the gift of a life. Like how can you even measure that? You know, anyway, so go see it. Now that I've given away the ending, it's called <laughs> the, deepest, <laughs> the Deepest Breath. But it is so much more than just like, you know, a competition and, you know, world records it's mm. it's about love and and what you would what you would give what you would sacrifice for someone that you loved Ooh. so anyway so that's a that's a definite on the must watch what else are you guys watching has anyone watched um and just like that this season season oh my two God, it's so bad mm. <laughs> so bad. So, i i watched it's... up loyal because i love the franchise like, you know sex right great but yeah this is rough i know it's rough They've lost their footing. They don't know which which direction to and go. And how it's is it rough? Because it's the same people. But no, they, that's why you think it's rough. No, I said how how is it rough? Because it's the same oh, creators. Oh, oh yeah, it's because the it's, same yeah, writers. Do but you they think that they've lost? Have I have they lost? You know when you're like, and then we're talking about this about L.A. Uh -huh. Um, Lo, you were saying this too. It's like you're so hungry in the beginning because you <laughs> you you got to be good, right? Because if you're not good, you don't eat. You got to mm -hmm. be good. You got to be great. You got to get a job. It has to be amazing. Do you think once people become successful, especially like the Sex and City franchise and the people involved, like they don't have to work as hard because like, mm -hmm. something's changed, right? It's not. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not as good as 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 it should be. I they need Samantha though too. You need Samantha, and I think that Samantha. when you're oh, there's my favorite character. That's the one I related to the most. Beth mm -hmm. Jones. We love her. But I also think that you can try and help people, but sometimes you can try and help people so much that you end up hurting them. And I'm saying that because mm. they are trying to check a lot of boxes in this show. Mm. We have the trans story. We have every minority race re like represented. They have ev like any scenario that's remotely like controversial, like they're checking every single box. Mm -hmm. I think those, like those writers are trying to check so many boxes that they actually are for a complete inclusivity, but that show wasn't built on that. It was five white chicks running their lives in Manhattan. That's what the show was. Like, let's just call it for what it is at a very different time. And so they're completely mm -hmm. trying to rework it into this very all-inclusive, like there, there was only like a couple black characters that we ever saw. Not that I'm saying they need to go back to that, but I'm, I right. think they're so bogged down with trying to make it politically correct and also just checking so many boxes that it seems disingenuous and it's actually <laughs> hurting yeah. the community instead of helping them like it's a little yeah. ridiculous so you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i think people are like an eye roll to it even like people in the lgbtq community i'm like mm -hmm. oh 
we get it she's at like a pride rally but like it just wouldn't make sense for that character because we know these because no. we've been following them for 20 years yeah mm. oh so it's just not adding up so that's where my dissension comes for the mm. show I'm like this is this is corny mm-hmm. they, mm. it also breaks my heart that samantha i mean not samantha um miranda is not with steve at this yeah. point she'll get there i bet right? you i bet they will I but, bet they'll get back together. By the way, Samantha, or I'm sorry, Miranda, mm-hmm. uh, remember in the original show, she had had a lesbian experience. That was a whole episode. She's like, mm, not for me. This isn't right. my thing. No, 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 no. Like, she didn't want to do it. because she And she tried it, so like, a not, couple of times. Yeah. So, like, right. to see her with that, I forgot the name of that actress. or the mm-hmm. Chaz. Chaz, is that? Yeah. Chaz. Oh, Chaz. Okay. oh Sa- Sara Ramirez, I think, is her real name. Yeah. Which and I, I yeah. like her. It just doesn't work with, <clears throat> I think Miranda, uh, it, it, she feels very pitiful in this, in mm-hmm. this, in this reimagining of the show. It's like, she just seems quite pathetic and needy. And it's like, she was a strong lawyer, you know, who was mm-hmm. very, yeah. um, yeah. Who was very strong in her convictions, you know, mm-hmm. and now wasn't a lesbian it is sad, at it is, all. Um, you know, <laughs> I know. Oh, it is like, kind of cool to uh, see women getting older, though, and like showing their breasts and showing their stomachs and showing their butts. I think I love that part of it. For me, as a woman who's aging, especially in in American Hollywood, I like to see that. I think that that's really helpful, and that that you know, if it opens up a lot of doors for 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 women. Mm-hmm. Um, and our hair, their hair looks great. Like Carrie's hair. Grace is and Frankie talk about ageism in the industry. It's nice right. to see Jane Fonda. You know, doing her thing. You guys watch mm-hmm. Frankie and Grace or Grace and Frankie? Frankie? Uh, yeah, Grace and Frankie, I think. Netflix. Frankie and Grace. It's one of those. But as someone who has a fear of aging, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so down to age. Like, they are living their best lives. And it's like, and they're leading this show. And they're, like, having sex and, like, like living. Like, it's it's so mm-hmm. cool to see women in their 70s, 80s, like, like doing great things and feeling mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I love it. And so, yeah, that is nice to see. Oh, did you read that article about, is it Kristen? No. Wh- who plays Charlotte? What's that actress? Oh, name? Kristen Davis. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she had all these fillers and stuff and she was trying to like yeah. stay young mm-hmm. and then she got ripped to shreds and then decided mm-hmm. to have everything removed. And I was like, like, it, you can't. It's still, it's still in her lips <laughs> yeah. though. Like, I feel like you can still tell her face. Can't. And it's sad because she felt like, and I'm on that precipice where I've never had Botox or, or fillers. And um, I, this, I read this article in Australia. It's like, what work has Tamman done? And they're like, she's had a bit of filler in her cheeks. And I was like, what? I was like, actually kind of proud because I was like, oh, they think I've had work done, but I haven't. But I'm on that precipice where I probably am going to get Botox and I'm going to probably do a little bit here and there because I'm not comfortable seeing it. I don't know what mm-hmm. other people feel, but like, it's just, it's kind of part of it as for women. And if you don't, it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I just saw, um, um, Oppenheimer last night and it's like you know everyone looks older in that film and I think some of it's you know makeup but but I never look at the men and go oof that person's getting older oof mm. that person's got wrinkles I never even think of that whereas women I definitely notice especially women that were supposed to be ingenues supposed to be you know these these beauties uh you definitely go oh that person's aged well or they haven't you think about mm-hmm. that with women Oh my god! Mm, so. I cannot wait for you to see the Barbie movie if you haven't already. I saw it. Oh, you did? Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we are like they are diving. Don't in. tell me. No, we got to stop the podcast. We're done. <laughs> okay, don't do the Barbie movie though. It it's, is so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna it see, actually. I'm going to see it this weekend. Yeah, it's really yeah. good, and he. It also stars one of my favorites. Get free out of jail cards, Mr. Ryan Gosling. I know. Right? I love it. Right. Well, Lo, thank you so much for 
coming on our show and Yay. hopefully we can see you in LA. And if you don't ever respond to us, well, at least we, <laughs> you'll be like, I don't ever we, talk to you guys because <laughs> you talked about all these horrible subjects with me I on your it. podcast. He's yeah, like, I, what yeah. the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> I yeah. love it. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I can't wait to podcast with you guys again and we'll text you and yeah, we'll make it happen when you're in LA for sure. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. thank you guys for having me and I, I have to have you back on my show too yes. come back that'd be great that'd we'll just keep swapping fun. we'll just keep yeah. swapping back and forth swapping back <laughs> love it so, all right well thank you um, so much yeah, thank you see oh, you well, later no, you have to tell everybody where oh. they can find you oh yeah yeah <laughs> we were gonna be like we don't want to find him <laughs> actually after this podcast we'd rather not yeah <laughs> at style lvr that's s-t-y-l-e l-v-r on instagram <laughs> Uh, on TikTok, I'm there too. Is Twitter still a thing? Not really, but I'm there as well. Uh, also, Threads is a thing. Threads. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, isn't it called Rocket now? What's what's Twitter? What Twitter changes name? X. X. Yes, it's like X. an X. Oh my god. Yeah, I do like Threads. I'm on there. Um, and then my mm-hmm. podcast is the Low Life Podcast, and we talk about everything and anything, and uh, from sex, drugs, politics, movie reviews. We're doing it all. Food. Food, um, the meat industry, and mommy <laughs> uh, serial killers. Serial killers. Yes. Are there yes. aliens? <laughs> yeah, so check it out. <laughs> well, awesome. Thanks, guys, so much. Yes. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. We are Women yes. on Top Official on Instagram and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook and Women on Top Official on TikTok. Oh, and wow. I am Taman Sursak. And I am a Roxy Manning. Oh, and I'm and low. I'm low are... room. And I'm out. Yes. Oh, I've said anything. Yes. Shit. <laughs> And then right here you go, women on top. Are you ready? Ready? You're are. gonna and join song, with us. Song's gonna come in. Song's gonna come in while you yes. say this. Not right now, but it will when we post it. And we are women men on. on... 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 on...